0: What is going on, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of the Narcissist Code. I'm your favorite self-aware narcissist, Mr. Lee Hammock, better known as Mental Illness across all social media platforms. If this is your first time seeing my face or hearing my voice, I'm a diagnosed narcissist, and I use my platform on social media to raise awareness for NPD, get more people into, get more people into therapy, and validate the victims and survivors of said disorder. Uh, today's episode is going to be about generational trauma, passing down is narcissism, a uh, narcissistic personality disorder. Is it hereditary? <clears throat> you know, and things like that. So I'm gonna tell my story real real quick. <clears throat> Sorry, y'all. Mm. cough. off. But so a lot of people asking me, uh, because I have been diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder, like, I have a twin brother that's not a narcissist. You know, they're like, why is is he not why is he not a narcissist? And you are a blah 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 Boo boo boo. bee bee That's so why I get that question. And I also get the question and like is another question I get consistently is uh, or one of your parents narcissistic. So my mom's not a narcissist. Um my mom is not a narcissist. My dad on the other hands, I don't know. Like I said my dad was in my life but I don't know him. You know what I mean? He was he was there but he wasn't there. He was like the absent parent that is also present. The one that you know, you go see them and they put you in front of the TV or the video game all day. while they go do what they do. Yeah. You know, that's the type of parent that he was. So it could he be narcissistic? Uh yeah, definitely, but I I, I don't know to make that judgment. So, oh, since I've been in, you know, I've been in therapy for the last, you know, five, five almost five years. A lot of people, you know, <clears throat> one of the one of the issues I had to work through was releasing that anger I had for him, the abandonment issues. Even though he was there, he also wasn't there. You can never make this person happy. So, could I have had a narcissistic father? Yeah, he could definitely be a narcissist. But like I said, and the, the things that he does is all kind of narcissistic. Because when his mom passed away, my grandma. Um, we were at the funeral. He didn't speak to nobody. He didn't speak to me. He just left. He left, and then he went home and wrote a status on Facebook, talking pretty much talking junk about me and my my successes in life and how they didn't make me better than him and stuff like that. So could he be a narcissist? Yeah, <clears throat> definitely. There's some traits there. You see that? You see where I'm going with this. So I have a lot of built up anger for him you get a lot of toxic people that have toxic parents that they have anger and resentment towards because like that's a man i can never make happy with, no matter what i did i was good in football good in basketball good in all the sports smart still nothing was impressive to this person nothing you know what i mean um so i was i was, I, was, I hated him for that you know he gave more attention to my younger brothers and sisters and things like that um i'm the first born but then he has a junior that's named after him so it's weird you know All this stuff is building up in me, you know, so as you can see, all this stuff is building up all the anger and resentment. So did he pass it down to me? Possibly. But what happened to him? So I used to be angry because, you know, one of the main things I hate people having over me as a narcissist, I hate when people have control over me. I just do. You cannot you don't get a chance to control me. I don't want anybody to control me. I don't I don't want that. So my therapist is like, hey, look. Ang- your Anger is your main emotion you experience, and you, you know, if you can't control your emotions, if somebody can affect your emotions so easily, that person controls you. I was like, Well, nobody can affect my emotions easily because I can turn them off. She's like, No, when you talk about your dad, you get really, really emotional, you get really, really angry. So your dad is in, is in control of you. I'm like, What? I'm angry now. She's like, Look how you're acting right now when I just said that. Look how angry you got. The, you, the thought of this man having control over you <clears throat> or some type of power over you. Makes you this angry? I was like, mm. so I like. How do I? You know, I had to find a way to get past this anger. How do you work through this anger, this abandonment, this trauma, whatever you have, you have going on? So I'm at home again, y'all. This is why I say I believe in God. I'm not a Christian, but I do believe in God. I pray to God every night. If I miss, if I miss a night praying to God, I wake up in the morning and pray to Him. And like I said, I also read the Quran. Um, I read the entire Bible. Yeah, I'm not. I'm more. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey. <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Spiritual and religious. Thank you, God. Um, This is a God-blessed journey. That's the only reason I'm here. So. I'm laying on the couch one night. I get on, like I said, I need to figure out how was his dad with him. I never met my paternal grandfather, or my or my maternal grandfather. I mean, he passed away when I was young. But my paternal, my dad's dad, my dad's father passed away when he was young, so I didn't get a chance to meet him. So, I'm on ancestry.com looking up stuff like that, putting my fa- my family name and putting put in my grandma's name, putting my dad's name and the brothers and my aunt and uncle. And then, like, you know, ancestry.com gives you hints. So, a hint popped up, right? A hint popped up about my grandpa's, his origin, his name and stuff like this. I'm like, oh, wow, I know his name now. Cool. You know, and then another hint popped up. Oh, his death certificate. Like, oh, death certificate. I know the date he died. I'm like, hey, my dad was like seven years old when my grandpa died. So, you know, seven years old when my grandpa died. I was like, cool. I was like, that That makes sense right there. He, His dad died when he was younger. I can understand why he not. he's not a good father. That So that helped me out a little bit right there. But here's the kicker right here, y'all. It had, On his death certificate, it had cause of death. And you know how doctor's handwritings or whatever, the coroner's handwritings are kind of sloppy. So I had to zoom in. It said, you know, slew slide. He had unalived himself. I was like, what? And it said cause of death. And the, uh, I think it said right beside it, it's like, small caliber gunshot wound. To the to the head. Like on 530 on a Monday morning, my grandpa got up, rolled out of bed, went downstairs into the bathroom, found a little pistol, put it to his head and pulled the trigger. And I think my I'm pretty sure my dad found him. Somebody, one of these, one of the kids found him. So he decided to do that. Traumatized a seven, eight year old little boy, his brothers and sisters. You see how that works right there? So that man, so that man who ended up growing, that little boy who ended up growing up to be my father, had carried the trauma his whole life. And then he passed it down to me, you know what I mean? Because I'm I'm trying to get him, his love and the care and attention. He didn't give it to me because his dad took it away from him abruptly. So you see how this passed down right there. So is narcissistic personality disorder hereditary. It can be, I don't think, I don't a lot of people have been coming at me with research. It's like, there's a research that says, it, uh... It can be passed down through through the bloodline and lineage and things like that. But as you can see in my story, it's passed down through trauma. It's, it's like handed down. It's handed down to me from from my grandpa, who unalived himself, to my dad, who is possibly a narcissist or at least a, a toxic person at the least. But I'm telling y'all, the stuff that he's been doing as an adult, the stuff that I see him doing, I'm just like, yeah, you're a lot like me. And it made me, yeah, it kind of made me, it kind of, I understand it. You know what I mean? I understand where it comes from. So helping to understand where he came from, like, damn, my dad really went through some, some trauma in his youth and he, and that trauma kept him from growing up and being a real person and being a real man to take care of his kids. And that's how I ended up the way I am. Cool. Can I blame him for that? No. So there's still some blame there because I know no matter what you went through, it doesn't give you the right to treat somebody else terribly, especially to your kids. But, it allowed me to release a lot of the anger and hate right there. And on my, my journey, uh, my journey of growth, um, that's helped me. They helped me realize. And plus, he doesn't have control over me anymore. So that's another bonus. Bonus points right there because he doesn't have the control over me anymore. You see how that works right there? I got bonus points. Y'all don't get the bonus points. So, it helped, so understanding where your parents came from and what they went through can help you on your journey. If you're a narcissist, if you're dealing with a narcissist, understanding what they went through can help you understand that person. You, but you don't want to let empathy be weaponized against you. Don't let your feelings like, oh, my goodness, this story makes me want to hug you. And this is that. Don't let that story make you pity the narcissistic person because you can feel empathy for them. But your pity will be weaponized against you. They will, they will take the fact that you feel sorry for them. And use that against you. You know, what happened, you know what happened to my dad when he was 70 years old. And you know what he did to me. So that's the way I am right now. So get out. You, can eat it, you just got to deal with it. So you uh, you see that some people know exactly what happened to them in childhood to make them who they are. And sometimes they'll share that with you. And, they, and But sometimes they'll share that with you because they know, like, sharing. sometimes sharing trauma with people can help bring people closer together. I know that sounds weird to some people, but, like, literally sharing trauma can help bring people closer together. It really can, you know, but don't let your empathy for this person be weaponized against you. Because you feel sorry for them means you'll forgive them for more. You feel sorry for them means you'll put up with you'll put up with more. If they or have went through some stuff and they're not willing to work through it, then you're going to be the p- emotional punching bag. They're going to pass it down to your kids. You know, they're going to take their trauma, their their inability to work out trauma. They're going to take it out on you. They're going to push it onto you. So it's up to you. I was like, to say again. I'm not telling. I don't tell everybody to leave, y'all. That's the decision you have to make yourself. You know, everybody asks me when I'm doing one-on-ones, should I leave? Should I stay? I'm like, look, that's the decision you have to make on your own because I can tell you to leave, but if you don't really want to leave, you're not going to listen to me. You have to get to the decision that you want. You know, leave or stay. Is this person willing to make any type of changes? Is this person willing to go step inside a therapist's office? You know, is this person willing to take a look at themselves and under, and try to understand where you are coming from? Where you are expressing yourself. What type of change is this person willing to make? What type of behavior alterations are they willing to make? You know what I mean? Are they willing to listen to you? Or, you know, you, a lot of times you have to understand that the only, the, only, the only power you have in a relationship like this to change somebody is the power to change yourself. So you have to work on you. So again, I, to, to me, I mean, I'm trying to stop the generational curse right now, the generational trauma. have to stop passing that down right now. I have to. You know what I mean? Like Literally. You have, you have to stop passing it down because if you don't stop passing it now, it's going to continue on and on and on and on and on. It just does. Like, and it, but like I said, right now, it, it stops with me. It ran in my family until it ran into me. There you go right there. I'm on, a, I'm on a journey, y'all. I'm on a journey. This is a journey of growth, powering up, and taking over taking over the world. I promise you. In a good way. It's not like Pinky in the Brain. What we're going to do now, Pinky, try to take over the world. We're not going to do that. We're literally trying to change lives in a, in a positive manner, y'all, in a very, very positive manner. But, y'all, have to hop over here to this one-on-one. I really, truly appreciate every single one of y'all. Like and subscribe for more. Mental Health is out. peace. And my, my podcast is, leave me, hit me in five stars on me, please, 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 please. Thank y'all. Mental Health is out. peace.